Star Wars 7x7 episode 2666. So we talked about the Kenobi series a couple of days ago, and it occurred to me that we haven't talked about the Andor series in a while. So let's check in with what we know about that series and where it stands right now with a little help from our friends at cufflinks.com. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So quarries are a big deal when it comes to the Andor series and there's also a Rise of Skywalker connection of sorts. Don't worry, it's not a crazy conspiracy theory thing. It'll make sense very soon. So here's what we know for sure. Andor is in post-production at this point. They've stopped filming sometime in September, and it was by September 27th, I believe, that Diego Luna was doing an interview and said, yep, we're all done, that's it. So that much we know for sure. We also know that it was supposed to be done earlier, but hey, COVID, right? So yeah, don't freak out. Everything's fine <laughs> as far as we know. So now it's on to the editing and the special effects and the CGI and all that stuff, right? I mean, this is essentially as large as a film production and it's going to be significantly longer in terms of its runtime than an actual film. So yeah, they've got a ton of work to do to bring this to fruition. As far as the cast goes, we know a little bit more than we did when we got you know, most of the major cast announcements. Of course, Genevieve O'Reilly is going to be back as Mon Mothma. She, along with Diego Luna as Cassian Andor, are just about the only characters with whom we are already familiar. Stellan Skarsgård gave an interview in June of this year and revealed that Forrest Whitaker is actually going to appear in the series, reprising his role as Saw Gerrera, but we have no idea how significant a role he's going to play. It seems like, you know, if they didn't announce him that it's probably going to be comparatively minor. And maybe I should roll that back a bit and say that it was Stellan Skarsgård that said it in an interview, but this has not been confirmed in any way, shape, or form by Disney. And I have to say that when the Rebel Alliance, as organized under Mon Mothma, was working at all with Saw Gerrera, he was in contact with Bail Organa, and so it wouldn't be a surprise to see Jimmy Smits appear in this thing. I know that's something that's been talked about over and over again. He's never been announced or suggested by anyone officially, and not even mentioned in interviews or anything like that, but it kind of seems like a cameo is in the offing, I would think at the very least, but we don't know when in the timeline this is actually taking place. It was around a year before the events of Rogue One that the Alliance as we've come to know it in the original trilogy cut ties with Saw Gerrera because they were at the point where their methods were just separating from each other. They were too violent for Mon Mothma's tastes. But even a year prior in 2 BBY, there was an episode, actually I think it was a pair of episodes, in Star Wars Rebels where Saw Gerrera teamed up with some of the Ghost crew to investigate Geonosis and reports about the sterilization of the planet and whether anything had been going on there that might lead to revealing the existence of a Death Star. That's the thing that he was tracking his <laughs> big conspiracy theory that turned out to be true. And Diego Luna himself has talked about the show back in the sizzle reel in December that they showed at the Disney Investor Day. 
that this is about the building of a revolution. So it does suggest that we are probably within the time frame of Star Wars Rebels and probably before that particular Saw Gerrera episode, say somewhere between 5 BBY and 2 BBY, because otherwise we're looking at Diego Luna being too young, uh, you know, more like the character casting in or being too young comparatively to be a part of this story. I know he said he's been in the fight since he was six years old, but, you know, <laughs> I think we're talking about the building of the revolution part of it being like, yeah, I think 5 BBY, because even Emphis Nest talking about the seeds of a rebellion in Solo, a Star Wars story, that's still five years out from that. That's like around 10, 9 BBY, somewhere in there. So, yeah, I think we're a little bit further along from that. Now, something I didn't realize about the Andor series is that there was a lot of on-location filming. I mean, you know, usually when stuff like that happens, you see something percolating somewhere on social media, and I don't know if I was just asleep at the wheel for the first half of the year or something like that. It did, you know, get COVID in January myself, so, I mean, you know, maybe, but no, that shouldn't have had any effect on me missing the fact that they started location filming in January of 2021, late January, early February, in a quarry, the first of three quarries at which they filmed. And funnily enough, it wasn't too far away from Pinewood Studios. This seems to be a theme that they're finding stuff like right in and around the general neighborhood as well. And a quarry, just because, you know, I think of rocks and you get, you know, certain kinds of rocks from a quarry, but, you know, I went ahead and looked it up and it's described as an open pit mine. And so they've gone to multiple locations where there were open pit mines. And that kind of suggests maybe some uh, worlds where the empire has not been con in their, you know, uh, in their efforts to grab enough resources to do things like building a Death Star. They also filmed at a place called Windspit Quarry, which, as you might guess from the name, is Oceanside or Seaside. It's definitely near a large body of water. And then there's a Middle Peak Quarry that's more inland they spent time filming at as well. So yeah, three different quarries. Crazy. And that happened in May and June of this year. There's also a Coryton refinery where some filming was done. This is in Essex. So <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're across the pond or you have some experience with the <laughs> geography across the pond, then hey, there you go. <laughs> that part's for you. So a refinery also served as a non-location situation, which sounds very cool, very gritty and dramatic to be sure. And that's in stark contrast to another filming location which is the Filed Coast, F-Y-L-D-E, in Lancashire. So, yeah, some seaside town was apparently dressed up as an alien village, according to Wikipedia. Not Wikipedia in this case, just Wikipedia, which is pulling in all these reports from all sorts of overseas coverage. And usually local, local coverage, like super local coverage. It makes me think about how <laughs> when they were filming The Last Jedi in Ireland, how all of these little places were putting out information about, oh yeah, the cast and crew were here, and you know, Mark Hamill was at the moorings in Port McGee, and you know, all that fun stuff. And they've also gone to a place called Glen Tilt in Perthshire, Perthshire, it's in the extreme north of Scotland, I gather. So yeah, they were really bebopping around. I was stunned when I was reading all of this. And yeah, not necessarily all close to Pinewood Studios. Some of them are really far out there, but all 
on the island there. So yeah, there you go. Oh, there is one other place I've left out. It's the one with the Rise of Skywalker tie, and I will get to that. But I do want to take a moment to give a shout out to the fine folks at cufflinks.com that are partnering with us on the podcast this month. As I've mentioned before, they are the exclusive official licensor of cufflinks from Star Wars. And the company is actually a small family-run business. It's owned by three brothers who love, love, love Star Wars. And you can tell by the stuff that they put out. I mean, I've been showing off and building this accessory suite, as I've been calling it, the Mando Mythosaur tie and the Grogu tie bar. And now I'm actually donning a pair of cufflinks from cufflinks.com. How about that? These are Boba Fett cufflinks and it is the 3D helmet Boba Fett cufflink. I'm used to cufflinks that are flat, but no, these are actually like three-dimensional representations of the helmet. They are wicked cool, and this all is just a thousandth of what they have. I mean, I have three items of theirs on, and they have more than 3,000 items from a whole host of brands, not just Star Wars. And right now, it doesn't matter whether it's Star Wars or anything else on the site, you can take 15% off site-wide on your order if you just use the promo code SW7X7 one five at checkout. Once again, promo code SW7X715 will save you 15% site-wide with no minimum order at cufflinks.com. All right, so that last filming location, which is the one that connects to the Rise of Skywalker, is Black Park. That is the forest area where we saw Rey training under Leia's tutelage in the Rise of Skywalker, where the Resistance was hanging out, Agent Kloss, and so... <sighs> I wonder if that's actually going to be Agent Kloss again. I'm pulling my Rise of Skywalker visual dictionary out to read about this. It says about Agent Kloss, prior to the outbreak of the Galactic Civil War, Alderanian scouts charted but deliberately hid from the Senate the world of Agent Kloss located in a patchily explored stretch of space off the Selenon Spur. It was shortlisted along with nearby Yavin 4 and Dantooine as a potential home for a rebel base, though the shifting battlefront against the Empire meant it was ultimately not used during the conflict. So maybe if it appears, it's not gonna appear as a base, but maybe more like a storehouse for munitions or medical supplies or rations, that sort of thing. And maybe there's a building of that place as a storehouse for supplies. So there you go. All right, that is what we know right now about the Andor series. And that is gonna do it for this episode of the show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. 7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.